Yo, welcome back to another episode of ASM with K. It's your host, K. Sean. Thank y'all for tuning in this week. And this week has been amazing, guys. I just gotta let y'all know off rip. It was my birthday this past weekend, November 10th. Shout out to me. I just turned 24. An amazing time to be alive. I feel great. My Kobe yeah, you feel me? Just a great time. I'm excited. 2-4 in the building. I celebrated it. I brought it in to go into the bar with my best friend, Tay. Shout out to Tay. He's working, by the way. Birthday. His birthday was just the 12th. Also, shout out to him. You know, birthday bros over here. But he working on his birthday mix coming out soon. But we just went to the bar, had a few drinks, listened to some music. I listened. That hot record is hot. But when I heard it in the bar, that shit was a million times hotter. And that shit just sounds even crazier. So that song is popping as hell. Some booty. It was just amazing. The bar was a good time. Shout out to Angels of Harlem. And what we do after that. Then I had to like work. So I had to work my birthday. So I actually, Sunday and Monday was like kind of cool turned down real quick. So I brought my birthday in crazy. Cool turned down real quick. Had a cool turn down Monday. But then once his birthday came back around, we came back with the turn up. You feel me? So we turned up on 12. You know, Blunts was lit. Just great time, man. Blunts was lit. Freaking, what else? Because Coronas was in the air. Like, it was just a real good time drinking, smoking, having a really great time. Played unreleased music. Had an impromptu game night. Freaking Curzon came through. Cozy a kill. Like, shout out to the bros. Couple shorties came through. It was just like a real good time. Everybody was chilling. Like I said, Curzon played unreleased music that was sounding fire as hell. Tavon played some unreleased music that is fire as hell. So it was just a really great time linking and building and just fucking living life and bringing in this, bringing in our birthdays with positive energy and also ending the year with positive energy. So we enter this new decade with positive energy. I'm telling y'all, it is important. Make sure y'all start gathering that now so this new decade we know what to do. Because I feel like right now I'm entering my prom. 24 is my prom. 20, 21, 22, 23. I was learning. Um, I, I just had to learn. I'm not even going to say making foolish mistakes because they wasn't foolish. I needed them for where I'm at now. So now that I feel like I just learned some more and I kind of have some like tools that I can use now, let's do it. Let's get it. It's time for us to actually t- um, reach these new heights. So that's why I'm excited. So that's how my birthday was. Um, also, too, this past weekend, I was like, oh, shit, shout out Wale, because when it's my birthday, it's also this album's birthday. So shout out to Attention Deficit. It was this um, 10-year anniversary, I believe. It dropped in 2009, I believe. I hope I'm right. But shout out to um, Attention Deficit. That's one of my favorite Wale albums. Obviously, it's his first album, so I'm sentimental to it. And I just love that album, man. I really do love it. Shout out off of Attention Deficit. Mama told me, um, Pretty Girls, Triumph, Contemplate, what else? Beautiful Bliss, of course, Diary, Center of Attention. Like, those are just the songs that I just mess with, man. There's probably a couple more. 90210, like, I just, that album was amazing. I rock with that album. I like that album. One of my favorite Wale albums. So, just shout out to that. Shout out to my birthday. So, it was just a really great time this weekend. And within the weekend, within the weekend and within the week, there's just been some really crazy news, some really crazy headlines. And we're just going to start off with the announcements, though. You feel me? We're going to start off with one of the biggest announcements in a while. Disney Plus finally hit the streets. You know the vibes. Disney Plus, I know I've been talking about it with my friends. 
Um, I'm waiting until I get paid Friday so I can make sure I get my Disney Plus because I also want that Hulu and ESPN subscription. You feel the boy? So, like, I just... And that's twelve ninety nine. That subscription I'm talking about just to get Hulu Plus is six ninety nine. Like, come on now. So we got some really good prices. Disney Plus is coming with obviously Disney, Pixar, Marvel, Star Wars, and Nat Geo. That is a hell of a deal for six ninety nine. And this is not an ad. I'm just, I don't know why I'm giving them free promo, but I'm just, I'm just telling everybody now go grab Disney Plus. I know I'm going to grab it as soon as I get paid. There is some heat on it. Like, I can watch the X-Men now. You understand? I can watch Marvel, Spider-Man. I can watch when I want to go back. Oh, shit, I, I want to watch Infinity War. Cool. And then, you know what? I believe Endgame is already on there. If not, then um, it's probably going to be on there Christmas time. You understand? Um, What else is on there? Obviously, Pixar. You got Incredibles. You got Nemo. You got, like, come on, freaking just Pixar, baby. You know the vibes on that. Up. Meet the Robinsons, like, come on, like, then we could go back, which I can't wait to do with my daughter, watch all the Disney princess movies, um, obviously she loved Lion King, so she, and I love Lion King, so she could watch that, she could watch Lion King one and a half, that should be on there, Lion King two, I just can't wait to see what they have on there, I know they're unloading the vault, so it's just gonna be great to see, and then come on, Star Wars, I can watch episode one, two, three, four, five, six, like, come on, so you know Star Wars is a vibe, I can't wait for Mandalorian to drop, and I'm a sucker, I love me a good animal documentary, so you know Nat Geo is good for that they also be having other great documentaries on other things so it's just good like that's a really good five service lineup to provide just for that amount of money a month and then to throw on top i can get hulu which i love hulu anime and other just shit on tv plus espn come on now y'all know the vibes on me and espn so it's like for 13.99 no let me grab that i'm with that not not even 13 12.99 like 13 dollars for all three of those now yeah let me grab that so i'm just excited for that I don't know what Netflix is going to do. I really I'm really I'm really excited to let me say I'm really excited to see what Netflix is going to do. They just signed to deal with Nickelodeon so they get in their arms up. So Nickelodeon just signed to deal with them so they can produce new and original content from them. They can also bring back some characters. And I'm just kind of excited to see what Netflix is going to do. Now y'all finally got a rival cuz Netflix never really considered Hulu a rival, even though I know they did, but Netflix was always winning that fight. Now that Disney Plus came through and they swooped up everybody else and now they're like, yeah, I'm your real OG. Let me see what you got. I want to see if Netflix can fight fight somebody that's bigger than them or they're going to get blocked or they're going to get blockbuster like how they did blockbuster. So it's just going to be cool to see. So I'm really excited to see how this is going to turn out. I just know in the end, we kind of all win because now we really get great content to have. Also, what happened in the course of my birthday weekend, after, you know, talking about Disney Plus and all that, found out Colin Kaepernick going to get a chance to have a workout. Thought that was very interesting this week. Um, And I thought it was random as hell, too, you know, especially because the narrative around the NFL this year had been saying, you know, the year of the quarterback or the year of the black quarterback in the NFL. If you think about some of the top, probably some of the best young quarterbacks right now in the game, you got Dak, Deshaun, Lamar. Patrick, who am I forgetting? Dak, Lamar, Dak, Lamar, Dark, Dak, Lamar, Patrick, Deshaun, somebody else I'm forgetting my bad. I know Jacoby Brissett balling. Um, it's just everybody out here is doing their thing right now. So I just, you know, yeah, the black quarterback. So shocking that, you know, one of the more polarizing black quarterbacks in the league, Colin Kaepernick, and I thought he was banned, you know, from the NFL, getting blackballed for the last two, three years in the NFL. They just randomly gave him a workout. To, well, not not randomly, but they scheduled him an opportunity to have a workout this Saturday. 
it's kind of weird because when you think about it, that's that's not usually when NFL teams will do workouts for players that they want to look at. Um, they usually do that Tuesdays because Saturdays are the days that the team will go travel for like road teams. They will go travel to the city that they play for Sunday. So Saturdays, a lot of coaches or GMs will not be there typically because they're traveling for the game. That's important. So one, who's going to be there? Probably scouts, um, you know, you know, hey, you know, people, people in the head for the draft, draft department, scout department is probably going to be there. But no coach is really going to be there and no GMs is really going to be there. And I'm just kind of confused by it, surprised, shocked. I don't know why they're doing this. People are saying they want good PR from this, the NFL, but to me, it don't make no any sense because nobody was talking about Colin Kaepernick right now. Um, I think his team did just release a letter, though, saying that he's in good shape, just restating the facts on certain things. He's healthy. He's good. Colin Kaepernick keep putting videos working out of him still getting up. It's still true that he still get up five, six days a week, working out three hours a day every day, making sure he stay in football shape. And now here's your opportunity. I hope hopefully Colin take the opportunity. Um I I I I believe Stephen A said that one of the teams like they're basically the NFL's using um one of the NFL teams using this as cover because they're just trying to see the reaction, see how us fans react, see what would we say, what would be the outrage, would it be bad for business. Um, so that's why they're doing it like this. Reportedly, 22 teams is going to come out to see Colin Kaepernick. So that is good. And hopefully he just get a job because there's way too many niggas that, <laughs> that he's better than. Just imagine Colin Kaepernick right now. There's mad niggas. Like Miami could use Colin Kaepernick. You understand? The Bears can kind of use Colin Kaepernick right now. The Colts, when Jacoby Prezet is down right now, could use Colin Kaepernick. Like, shit, I'll take Colin Kaepernick as a Giants fan. I'm not sold on Daniel Jones. So why waste... Four or five years, force feeding Daniel Jones on my neck, or let's just say two, three, knowing that he ain't the one. Bring in Colin for the next couple of years, and then we just get a uh, and draft another quarterback, and hopefully it turns out well. You feel me? So I don't. I just think I'm I'm happy that Colin Kaepernick is getting this opportunity. I also want to take this time to say that where's all the Jay Z slander now? I know when it first came out, I was kind of I was cautious by it, and I'm not saying that. You didn't have the right to be cautious, but there was people calling Jay Z a sellout. There was saying that there was um there was people that was saying um Jay Z didn't know what he was doing. Jay Z this like he was bad businessman or whatever you were saying. And if you want to say he's a capitalist, that is fine. But people was speaking like uh, assassinating Jay Z character. And now look at this. Before Jay Z had that deal with the NFL, did Colin get had an opportunity for a workout? No. What happened since he been there? Come on now. And I don't know, and people were saying this could have been part of his plea deal and this, that. If this was part of his plea deal, then I think this would have happened during the offseason. This would have not have happened during the season. I think, you know, got into the conversation and they kind of talked. You know, he could have gotten into people's ears, and now the NFL is being petty because they want to control the narrative. Like, all right, well, you want your work out here? Come do it this Saturday. And if you don't do it, then practically it's going to look like you don't give a fuck. We try to give you opportunity, and you said kiss your ass. But when you do do it, it's still going to be on our terms and it may or may not be rigged, but you still got to show up. That is typically what we work with as black men. Usually um, the game is not in our favor, but we still got to do what we do with our odds and still come out at the top. So I cannot wait to see Colin Kaepernick succeed in this position of working out for a team. Hopefully that means he do get signed to a team. And then once he do get signed, he beats out who's ever in front of him for that starting job and then wins that starting job and goes back to being a baller. Because the last year of his NFL career, he was not bad. The team around him was bad. Now, just imagine this Colin, this team, the San Francisco 49ers team with Colin Kaepernick as quarterback. 
Because I'm not sold on Jimmy G either, but they gave Jimmy G 100 mil. So I'm just happy about Colin Kaepernick. I really cannot wait to see how all that goes. And I'm really excited to just hopefully see him take um, advantage of this opportunity. And I want him to be back in the NFL. And I still want him to go ahead and continue all the great work that he do off the field. And also, too, a good um, piece of nugget real quick. When he do get interviewed, Stephen A. did report that he will not be asked about the nailing. So they just want to see where he's at football basis standpoint. standpoint. But I'm not sure what that means about him. Is, it, is he going to come back in there? Well, I'm not sure. I'm not, I'm not sure if they're going to say you can't talk about um political stuff. I'm not sure. I just know that they're not going to ask him about the nailing and the whole situation. They just want to see where he's at as a football player. Just wanted to throw that out there for anybody that may or may not be following the case or following the um topic. So that's just it. Hopefully, Colin kind of do what he do. I really can't wait for Colin to go in there and kind of fuck shit up. And let's do this. You got my support. You got the whole people support. And that's what I can't wait for. To switch gears from NFL, we're going to go to my favorite sport, the NBA. And it's been 10 games in, 10 games in the season. Kind of feel weird that the season did start in, like, early, middle October. I'm used to it starting, like, Halloween around this time of year. But, hey, we already a month in. Got 10 games under the belt. And there's some surprising teams up top. I also do want to say I did overreact. I need to go back to I think I think it was the first either the first or second episode. I overreacted when the Lakers did lose to the Clippers, and I was like, can I switch my picks? This, that, and third. Like the great Nick Wright usually say, have take integrity. So you know what? This is me planting the flag down on episode five, and I'm gonna call back to episode five all the time of me saying I am not switching my pick. I think the Lakers is winning the title. That's it. I said it. I said it before, but then I had take. Uh, I was jeopardizing my taking integrity, trying to flip between the Lakers and the Clippers. Note, Kayshawn, I am riding on the side as much as I love Kawhi, as much as I love it. But the reason I'm saying it is because in news today, Paul George returns to the Clippers. Now, y'all do know I am not the hugest Paul George fan. I like Paul George. He is a good second player. And he can probably shine in his role that he might be in, in the Clippers. But you know what? Damn it, he's still poor George. And whenever you need him to shine, he do not. He do not. So, I am officially stamping my flag in saying that the Lakers are going to win the championship. They are looking good. They set the top of the West. And that's another thing of mine. I wasn't sure how they was going to play the LeBron, um, what is it, load management shit. But LeBron seems like he's playing it. AD just sat down last night because he was injured for the shoulder. But everything is looking good. It looked like the Lakers are actually going to play. And I even feel more confident because if the Lakers have the number one seed, they are winning out in the Western Conference Finals game. I already know if it's going to be the Lakers and Clippers, that's already going to be like seven home games for the Lakers. At best, the Clippers could 50-50 out the arena. But I feel like majority of the time it's going to be 60-40, 65-35 Lakers. And that's how I feel. So... I do feel good about the Lakers. I like the um, Clippers, obviously. Fucking Utah, without with my expectations, they coming out well. And I just need to admit, I think, if one of the two LA teams do not make it in the um, conference finals, that is because this Utah team knocked them out. Because I do like Utah. The West is just deep. The West is so, so deep. The way I feel about Utah is kind of like the opposite of how I feel about Houston, even though Houston, well, you know what? Houston proves to me that they just don't do it. James Harden don't get it done when he needs to. He had that little impressive interview with Stephen A saying, oh, this is his year. This is the year the Rockets are going to win the championship. But for me, James, and you just dropped, y'all just beat the Clippers last night, but I need to see you do it 
in the summertime. I don't really care what you do. I know you're, you're top, arguably top three player in the league, bro. I get James Harden, you are dope, but I got to see you do it in the playoffs. I'm sorry if you can't get it done in the playoffs. That's why I do not respect you. On the other hand, with the Jazz, that defense is legit. And then I think it looked like Donovan Mitchell was off that, that sophomore slump. His third year, he's looking good. Mike Connolly is still looking like Mike Connolly. He ain't looking like peak Mike, like, you know, Memphis Mike Connolly, but still, he's giving you that substantial minutes. He's still stabilizing that point guard role. Um, Bogon Bogdanovich is a huge pickup. He is paying dividends. He just hit a game winner like a couple games ago, and I think that pickup is going to be huge. Joe Ingles is just doing Joe Ingles things. He's a shooter, and just Rudy Gobert looks like the defensive player of the year. So, Utah is just going to be a tough out for anybody, and I would not want to see him in the second round, and that's kind of just how... That does like the top four teams right there. Surprisingly, too, because I knew some teams were gonna fall out. I'm surprised Portland's having a bad record right now, but it's only ten games in, so I'm not gonna ride too deep. Portland's having a bad record. I knew Golden State was gonna fall out of the playoffs because of all the injuries, and then of course, you know, my first round fantasy pick this year, Steph Curry got hurt. Nigga talking about he might return in March, April. By that time, I don't need you, bro. You might as well sit out all the year. So. <laughs> but he's told, you know, he's hurt. Draymond's dealing with injury. So I knew the Warriors coming out. I'm kind of surprised by the Blazers. And the Spurs was a French playoff team last year. So I'm not expe- I'm expecting the Spurs to be in that race for eighth seed. But so far, the um six, seven, eighth I just recently saw, it was um like the T Wolves. It was the Suns. And who was the and the Mavs? Six, seven, eight. Now on my pre, you know, episode one, my pre-hype for the season, I did like the Mavs and I like the Pelicans entering the year being dark horses for that. But, you know, the bottom seed sneaking in the playoffs. Obviously, those hopes died out with New Orleans once Zion got hurt. I'm going to keep it real with y'all. And you can tell because I think they're 2-8 right now in the year. They just don't look good. But so that one didn't work out. But the one I said, I kept saying, Dallas, that shit looked good. That Luka, Luka looked like he's taking that second year jump, and it's a good one. He looked like he's about to have his, um, the dominance he was having in the Euro League. He's about to assert that in the NBA. That nigga had triple doubles galore past couple games. I got him on my fantasy team. Shout out to Luka. You feel me? So Luka looking good. Chris Thapps, Porzingis is looking okay. He still looks shitty on the floor. He still haven't got to his efficient self. But once he get a couple more games under his belt, he can get back into basketball shape. Him is him and Chris Thapps and Luca is gonna be looking amazing. Rick Carlisle's always been an amazing coach. I always liked him as a coach. So they're looking good. Dallas is really looking good this year. I'm surprised by Minnesota's success in the first couple games. Minnesota is usually one of those teams that you expect them to do good, then they get off to a real bad start, and it's like, oh, yeah, I forgot they're Minnesota. They do that every year. You understand? Like, you think, okay, they can sneak into the playoffs, then they end up winning 30 games. Like, oh, yeah, they're Minnesota. What you expect? Like, you can never expect them to take that jump. But so far, Carl Anthony Towns is looking good. Oh, shit, Andrew Wiggins looked like he might be worth the number one pick now. Like, dropping 30 points a couple games in a row. I, keep, I see you, Andrew. Trust me, I, I, keep, I keep an eye on all the league, man. I, I thought you was a bust. I was on that side. I was riding him like, ah, uh-huh. And then the last couple years, I'm like, yeah, he's been a bust. And now you're showing some improvement. So, yo, shout out to Andrew. Shout out. That's a huge step. Um, Ryan Saunders got that team playing well. I don't watch Minnesota like that because I expect y'all to be bones. But off the first... Couple games, y'all good. I might have to peek into y'all games now. So, shout out to Minnesota. Keep an eye on them. And the Phoenix Suns. Lord behold, the Phoenix Suns could get a couple games. I think they might They might be at almost like half of last year win total. It might be. 
Shout out to the Phoenix Suns. They doing their thing, D-Book. It'd be nice to see you get your team into the playoffs, D-Book. You get talked about like you're a superstar. You drop 70 points. Your game is superstarish. You talk superstarish, but the record don't ever see superstar. I see, damn, your team suck. So now, can you translate that to wins? Can your talent translate to wins? I would love to see. So the West is going to be interesting. I already knew the West is deep. The West is loaded. Come on now. We already talked about the top four. Talked about the bottom half. You understand? And we still got teams like a Portland that can make a run. Sacramento is still outside the bubble right now, but they can still make a run. Like So the West is deep. We're not even talking about Denver. Like Just the West is deep. It's fully loaded. And I really cannot wait to see how that kind of play out. Um, On the east side of the bracket, though, I did want to say I am shocked by a few teams. First and foremost, Boston. And I hate giving Boston credit. I really do. I don't ever want to do it, give them credit. But I also don't want to seem like an OD hater. So I'm a, here's a little bit of shine Boston going to get. I didn't think they would sit atop best record in the East. I didn't think Boston was going to look that good with Kemba. I really didn't believe that Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown can get back to how they was in that playoff run a couple of years ago. But you know what? They're looking good, and they got some injuries. Gordon Hayward just went down with a hand injury. He's going to be out for like a couple months. But they're looking good. That Kemba, that Kemba addition of free agency looking real good. I think Ennis Kenneth still might be hurt. And if he not, then he ain't making an impact because I ain't noticed him on the court. But I think he's hurt. That's why. So, But just shout-out to Boston. Shout-out to Brad Stevens. Let me find out that you can't manage a superstar, but you need B and B-plus talent to get an A and A-plus effort. I hate that about coaches. You can get A and A plus talent, but you can never put your A and A plus coaching together. I don't get it. Like, how how is it hard for talent to do coaching? I understand why, because talent, they can be diva sometimes. But, bro, if you're really a coach, you should be able to make that shit work. But neither here nor there. Shout out to Boston and shout out to that number one record. Also, shout out to Toronto. I didn't think Toronto was going to be. I knew Toronto was going to be good. I thought they were going to be sneaking to the playoffs good. You understand? Like, they're not that bad. They're, they're respectable. Nah, I, I did forget. Like, I, I got into the Kawhi magic, the Kawhi lust, the, the, the pixie dust. Got into my eyes. I got confused because I really did forget. Before Kawhi did get there, they would always be either one or two in the Eastern Conference. They just kept running into LeBron fucking James. Like, I do, like, I do remember, like, that year. Um, they have the best record in the East. You know what happened? LeBron. You understand? Other years. LeBron, like, come on now. They was always winning 55, 56. You understand? I think last, before Kawhi got there, franchise record, 59 wins. Like, they do that. They was winning 50 games a year. So, I forgot that they're, they're more than just one superstar or now they're going to go bad. No, that system is real. Um, Masai Ujiri, he's a real GM. Hopefully he come. I don't know how because James Dolan don't do shit. But if there's one thing he can't do right, if we get um, Masai Ujiri to the Knicks, I would love that. So he's a great president of basketball operations. So shout out to Toronto for that. And this is with Kyle Lowry being hurt right now. I think who else is hurt? I don't know if Marcus Gasol's hurt, but I know Cal Lowry's... Sergi Baca, that's who it is. Cal Lowry's hurt, Sergi Baca's hurt. So two two cores of the teams is hurt right now. And Pascal Siakam might win most improved player of the year back-to-back. Like, this, he's looking like a superstar. He's definitely getting that all-star vote. 
And I keep hearing people say, oh, you can't give a most improved back-to-back years. No. But if you go from a jump from, like, role bench player to, like, star starter, and especially how you did it um, on Toronto last year, you can get that. But then once Kawhi leave and you take that step from my fringe all-star to not just being an all-star because he's definitely going to be one, but you might damn near be not superstar, but star. You understand? So not just all-star. Not in between an all-star and a superstar, there's a, you know, just straight-up star. You understand? All-star, you get lucky, you know, one season or two. Now, I think Pascal might actually look like he's primed for this, and Kawhi leaving is actually a good thing for him. His game is going to be able to take the next step. He's going to learn how to close. He's going to be able to learn how to finish games and actually lead a lead lead a team to victory. You understand? So, I really do like Pascal Siakam to win most improve again. In Toronto, Nick Nurse is really a good coach, and I'm just really shocked by Toronto. I'm, I shouldn't be shocked because that system is doing it for years, but I'm just I'm shocked that I doubted them like that. So, shout out to Toronto for staying up top of the East. And who else is the top of the East? Miami, you understand? Another good organizations always shine. I like you know, and that's one thing I need to start realizing more. I like talent and I like to be I like to look at shit through the talent base, but sometimes I really do need to remember good organizations and great and like great to good organizations that's ran well is always going to succeed. That's why the Knicks have problems because it doesn't matter if you have talent or not. If the organization isn't run well, if we don't have good scouts, if we don't have good um everybody like draft um draft scouts, if we don't have good player development, if we don't have n- none of that nutritionists, it's not going to be good. We're just always going to stink. You understand? But when we have an organization like Miami, they get players like Tyler Hero and. I think the dude name is Chris Nunn or something, and they're balling like an undrafted rookie balling. Um, dude out of Kentucky balling, you understand? I got Jimmy Butler. I thought this was a team that was gonna be fighting around with AFC. You understand? No, they're sitting up top right now, and I get only ten games, but still, it's impressive. Especially in the East, you get a good start in the East, my nigga. That's always gonna be good. Always start off on the right foot. Eric Spoelstra always been a hell of a coach, really good coach. So that system, that that culture is getting you there. What I just said about Boston, system and culture is going to get you there. Same thing about Toronto, system and culture. You understand? Those are three teams that really have Milwaukee's another team, system and culture. You understand? So when you want to go break down to it, it's always going to be system and culture. Even when you look at it, even though Houston don't produce a lot of wins, that system and culture is produced. It produced regular season wins, and it's going to get you to the playoffs every year. You understand? Utah. System and culture, they're going to be decent. You understand? It's only going to be the bad organizations like the Kings, like the Knicks, the bad ones that always miss it, like the um Charlotte Hornets, when instead of trading trading to get something for Kimber, you just let him walk free in this day and age. Like That's the type of shit that we, that, that we talk about. So just really good organizations is, really, is now succeeding as they should be. So I, I like where the NBA, at, NBA is at right now. Like I said, Paul George returned. 10-game sample size. I'm not going to talk about the Knicks because we just fucking stink. I don't <laughs> I don't understand what we're doing. They're already trying to, like, lay a path to fire Fizdale when he's not the issue. The issue is James Dolan. The e- issue is um Steve Mills, you understand? The issue is the front office. We need to clean house. Can we get it? Adam Silver, can you please step in? The Knicks should never be this bad. Please sell it to a competent owner that will put pieces in place so we can build the winning culture. I am tired of the Knicks every single fucking year always being this bad. And we know, and here's the thing. If we're going to be this bad, at least let's be this bad and not get talked about. Don't make news for us being this bad. Don't fucking hold a press, an impromptu press conference after the game saying you expect to be better when nobody ever expects shit from us. I'm not expecting nothing. I was happy with the win that we got in Dallas to make that our second win. 
I know we're going to be hard-pressed to get dubs every time. I just need a hard-fought game. Come in and cover the spread. That's what I need the Knicks to be. I need y'all to be spread warriors. And when I mean by spread is, for everybody that don't know in betting, if the Knicks, let's just say the Knicks got to play the fucking Lakers tonight, that means the Lakers should win by 13. That means the Knicks cannot lose by 13. So if the Knicks play a nice close game and they lose by 8, you know what? They cover the spread. And I'm in love. I'm happy. But don't get blown out by the fucking Cavaliers. The fucking Cavaliers you get blown out by. It's fucking ridiculous. Niggas need to stop, man. Do not make RJ Barrett a bust. I see the talent of RJ. Free Frank Nelikina. He been balling too, man. Stop this shit. Who the fuck decide to sign four power forwards? It wasn't the players. It wasn't the coach. It was the fucking GM in the front office. Four power forwards that do the same fucking thing. I get get Marcus Morris because you know he was signed to the Spurs, so we took him. That's cool. But Bobby Portis, that was your decision. Todd Gibson was your decision. Come on now. And we don't have a fucking point guard. Frank Nankina, inconsistent. Dennis Smith, inconsistent. Who the fuck decided to sign Wayne Ellington? Who signed Wayne Ellington? Bad teams only signed Wayne Ellington. When the Lakers was bad, guess who was starting? Wayne Ellington. Come on, next. I'm getting tired of this, man. I didn't even mean to talk about it on the damn podcast. I did not have this written down, but it just took over my mind because I'm getting tired of the damn Knicks, man. They in the news for some bullshit every single time, oh. Oh, my God. It fucking blew my And now I need to get off of basketball because now I'm going through my notes and we talking about surprises in the league. You know it's not a damn surprise. The Knicks being bad. The Knicks being bad, man. Why the fuck is Jamal Crawford on the couch? Get him in the Knicks. He can probably do better. He just said on the Big the big Apple Buckets podcast that he'll come still play for the Knicks if we call. Give him a fucking call, man. Tired of the damn Knicks. On to music. <sighs> fucking Drake getting booed off a of camp vlog now, man. Another topic that had me kind of feeling like this. Fucking... Prissy ass fans at Can't Flognog. Shout out to Tyler. And if y'all know what Can't Flognog is, I think he's been doing it for some years now. But Tyler started from his odd future shit, uh, just a festival to just celebrate, you know, just the weirdness, celebrate the vibes, celebrate teens, just having fun. And just kind of people that just like to have fun, different energy. I know that's how it kind of started. I don't know where it evolved that now. But I do know now it's like one of the huger festival crowds at the festival scene. And this year, he, um, Tyler was giving the fans a surprise headliner. The fans did not know who it was. So just imagine being at the show and you're a Tyler fan and Tyler gave you some hits. The whole weekend you had some hits. I heard there was like some dope ass acts over there. Her, her Pharrell. Like, you know, I just heard there was amazing acts all throughout, right? So your surprise headliner come. I've never seen Drake in concert. The closest I ever came to seeing Drake was when he had an album signing in Harlem for um, Best Buy for Take Care. And I did not able to make that. So I would so just imagine as a fan, you're sitting there in the crowd like who's the surprise headliner? And it's Drake. I'm getting to see Drake. How the how the big soldier say? Drake? I'm getting to see him? What? I didn't even know. I'm hype. And then now imagine you being that fan and other niggas decide to boo this man because they thought it was gonna be Frankie Ocean. So now because people wanted to see Frankie Ocean and niggas booing Drake, now Drake say, you know, I'm getting up off stage and I'm not performing anymore. What? I will be fucking fierce. I will be heated. I will want to have a fight. I want to. I will want my one solo fight with every fan. Line them up. I'm fighting all y'all. There's no way y'all booing Drake. And y'all booing him for a man. I don't give a fuck about y'all. 
Frank don't be on socials like that. Frank don't be performing like that. You know why? Because Frank, and this is relevant to the Summer Walker conversation I'm going to have later, but Frank just make his music and chill. That's it. Y'all go stream and shit. He might perform somewhere real quick in a little hole in the wall. You pop out, you show out, and that's it. That's what Frank do. He mind his business. But yet, y'all boo somebody that didn't mind his business because he cared about y'all to give y'all a good show. Y'all booed him. And y'all was cheering for a man I don't give a fuck about y'all. That's the issue with these fans nowadays. Y'all don't know who to appreciate. Now, get it. I'm a Drake fan. So, he haven't been appeasing me recently with some of his musical choices recently. But you know what? I still appreciate the shit that he do. When he have a hot record, it's hot. Niggas was just blasting a hotline bling this past week. And I was like, oh, shit, I did forget that was a hot record. And that's over an album I dislike, which is Views. And he still gave me something with hot. I like one that hotline bling. Like, that's my jersey. Like, that's Jersey. So, y'all blame him? Come on, now. Fans, y'all got to do better. Fans got to do better in that situation. I'm disappointed in all the fans that was at Camp Flognaw. Y'all stupid ass teens. But shout out to Drake for handling it like a, a mature man that he is. Pause if that need to be paused. But it shouldn't be. But shout out to Drake just for being mature because he um put an Instagram post basically saying he just signed a 10-year resident, resident, residency with Camp Flognaw. Basically saying he's going to be performing it for the next 10 summers. And which is funny because, you know, I grew up on Drake. So now he's basically implying that y'all kids are going to have to um, grow up with me. Even though y'all booed me off. And it was just a sign of humility. Shout out to Drake. Even how he walked off saying, you know, if y'all don't want me here, fine. He ain't cursing nobody out. He didn't get rowdy. He ain't do nothing that made me look like, damn, you should have handled it better. He handled it like a professional. He walked off, said, all right, but well, my name is Drake. And walked off. That's out of all, out of all the artists that I listened to, even the artist friends that I talked to, they was all saying that was, that was dumb cool how Drake handled that and it was proper. And Joe Budden also said this on his podcast, which I thought was true as hell. Y'all gave an artist as big as Drake something that they can use, and that is something y'all don't even know. Like, it's when you give an artist like Drake, and he was also he threw Nicki in there. He was like, when we give an artist like those two, um, give them a chance to like get into their sympathy bag because they're number one. What do they have to be sympathetic about? They just get to talk numbers and talk all the shit all the time because they the shit. But you give them a chance to get into their sympathy bag or you give them a chance to just go back now and or like like Joe said, he used this as an example, this love song that he was just going to come out with, this love girl song that's corny. Oh, yeah, now he, y'all giving him a, a reason. Right, I'm going to go back in my bag. Now he's listening with a different air because he just got booed off stage. That's that's humbling. And it, like Drake said, it was humbling. So now he's humbled listening to these songs. Now he's about to come out with some heat. So I kind of thank y'all because now y'all might put Drake in his bag, which that means me as a fan, I'm going to love this next album coming out over the next couple of music that I'm coming out. So I do appreciate that. Drake handled it like an OG that was super dope. And now we got to go from one artist that handled a situation like a G to another artist that I just feel like needs to stop and i i'm not i'm only gonna speak on it shortly because this is a conversation i would like to have with people that are a little bit more educated about um mental health um kind of like transfers of energy her anxiety because i'm not that i'm not that well i'm not that well versed in the topic but on on just the surface level i don't get why someone would do um do what she did or not do what she did because she didn't do nothing wrong. So let me first, okay, one, let me just introduce it. Two, let me stop painting the narrative. Okay, so basically at um meet and greets, Summer Walker say that she really just don't hug fans, right? So that's really the issue right there. That's like the main problem. And it's like, oh, that's kind of sucky. But her reason is because she believe in like the transfer of energy. She don't know what type of energy you could be having. So she ain't really with that touch and shit. Okay, I can kind of feel that, right? Um, And then there's people that are saying because of that. and But they were just also saying like, 
also with summer, so they're trying to say like the overall sum- summer experience. Like fans are saying the meet and greets is trash. Fans are saying like yo, your performances is like kind of trash. So some fans just feel like they're not getting their money's worth from summer, and summer reacted saying you know she ain't feeling with the fans. Kind of like she ain't feeling with the fans. I gotta say, and she's saying that yo, she ain't really pressed with this fame shit. So she's probably gonna like you know after she's finished touring, she's gonna stop touring doing all that. Fine, that's fine. You understand? Um. And if it's because of any of the mental health problems that she have, respect to that. I don't want to speak on that. I'm just going to speak as a fan that I just feel like if I'm paying my ticket to come see you, this is how I view it. If I'm paying, if I see if I see an artist, like I like Wale. If I see Wale in the airport, it is well documented how Wale kind of have his issues. Um, He have his anxiety issues and whatnot and certain issues with fans running up on him, right? So if I see him in the public... And this is not me paid for. It's just kind of like, oh, I got to go somewhere, catch a flight. He's going to somewhere to catch a flight. See him passing. If I'm close enough, yo, what up? I'm a huge fan. Thank you for making dope music. Peace out. You understand? If we make a conversation out of it, we make a conversation. If it goes good enough and I ask for a, p- a picture and he accepts, fine. If he be like, nah, I'm not really feeling it. All right, well, that's cool. Thank you for just talking. I'm out, right? And summer... Here's what I'm saying, like, you can do with that. Because as a fan, we can respect more. If they a real fan, they respect certain shit about you. So, like, you see how I painted that picture of, like, a non-meet-and-greet situation? I didn't pay. I just bumped into you. So, let's just say something I bumped into you and it was like that. Then I can get your whole not-touching type shit. And, but if I pay, like, if I go pay for it to see a Wally meet-and-greet, I'm expect. I don't, and it's sad because I shouldn't have expected that. But it's like, I'm hoping. Let me say that. I hope for that. I hope to see you with up. You inspire me. You be making my inspiration or you just make my day better. You understand? Like, you help me get through a lot of shit. Your music helped me get through a lot of shit. And I appreciate you for that. Just showing you that love. So, I may want to dap you up. may want to give you a quick hug. I just appreciate it. And I also get that you might have a lot of people that are doing that. So, it can get annoying. But if that's the case, then just stop with the meet and greets. Don't do the meet and greet. You can just release your music. And if you don't like having to perform either, then you can just go and um, stay, on, stay, stay on the internet. You understand? Because you can make... Nowadays... You can post your social, you understand? Your fans can still interact with you. You can still go on live. You can still have them stream your music. And you, st- you can still get to this bag, sis. Just don't don't offer an experience and then be lackluster in it and then try to blame the fans because of it. And that's what I just didn't like about the whole fallout from it summer. So whatever issues you having, that's fine. Hopefully it get, goes better for you. But if you're going to offer a service to a fan, then still just treat us like the the paying customer that we are and don't just treat us like oh i'm gonna take your money and dictate the type of time you have because i'm not with that we should be able to dictate the type of time we're having if we're saying it's trash don't then try to say oh it's trash because of y'all no it's trash because of you and you can stop providing that service thank y'all for tuning in for another episode of asmk hit me up on twitter instagram at your boy sour y-a-b-o-i-s-o-u-r likes reviews on this episode and the pod and make sure to hit up Tavon his instagram twitter at novet underscore underscore n-o-v-e-t underscore underscore to make sure you cop his tickets for his performance at the delante on december 12th pre-sale tickets is now on sale for ten dollars it will be available also at the door for 15 but make sure you cop that pre-sale and i'll catch y'all next week peace See, in this particular moment, I wish I had to drop that could just go like bonus content. But this is exactly what's happening. So shout out to y'all that's still listening. I know I just finished wrapping up the episode, but to kind of just peel y'all behind the curtain, the episode got recorded Thursday morning. I was supposed to release it Thursday afternoon. Just to let y'all know I was being lazy yesterday. So I'll say, you know what? I'm going to just release it Friday morning. It's all good. 
But I'm so happy I did not, y'all. Because Thursday night was fucking lit, man. Thursday night was lit. And two incidents happened. I was like, I have to speak on the podcast. I didn't want to wait until the next week until I record. I was like, nope, the episode's not out. So we about to get to it right now. And that's what we about to do. So everybody kind of know what's happening right now. We have the Miles Garrett fight that happened. Cleveland. Um, Cleveland versus Pittsburgh. I'm going to tackle that one first, and then we're going to get on the second one because the second one I might really just kill y'all in the ears because I might be yelling that whole time. Um, Miles Garrett, he is a defensive end for the Cleveland Browns. Y'all should all notice it just happened. I should I, I don't need to summarize, but I'm going to still summarize anyway. There was a little tussle. There was an altercation last night in, in Thursday Night Football. Literally with eight seconds left, he hit the quarterback, Mason Rudolph. Mason Rudolph um, didn't like the hit, so he tried to yank. He tried to yank Miles Garrett's helmet off of him. Miles Garrett did not appreciate that. So as he got up, he ripped Mason Rudolph's helmet off. He started getting restrained by two of the Pittsburgh Steelers linemen. And then Mason Rudolph charged at him. Miles Garrett swung Mason Rudolph's helmet at Mason Rudolph, hit him in the head. And the next thing you know, all hell broke loose. Mike Pouncey came in like a real thug once he got dropped to the floor. Niggas started punching and kicking Miles Garrett. Niggas came off the field, or niggas came from the sideline to the field. There was just a mess going on in Cleveland. And I just wanted to state, because I've seen a lot of people reaction today saying, Miles Garrett, he, um, he should be suspended the rest of the year. Luckily, he don't get suspended until next year. Um, he should be, this should be fouled as assault charges, um, Mason Rudolph should press charges. And I've just seen so many takes like that. And because I'm in the media game now, and now can, because I can control the narrative on certain shit I want to talk about, I am going to, um, I cannot believe that is some of the takes that people are having. Do I agree that what Miles Garrett did was fucking inexcusable and stupid? Of course. But at the same time, am I going to say that he should be suspended the rest of the year? Do y'all know what the rest of the year is? Six checks. Um, and last I checked, I think the man almost get 200000 for every game he play. I think the exact number was 188000 he get paid per game. So if he's about to miss that, and I'll do the quick math for y'all. Oh, I'm not going to say quick, but I'll do the math for y'all too because I love the fans so much. It will be $1,128,000 that he will miss. $1,128,000 Miles Garrett will miss if he gets suspended for the next six games, which I think is absolutely fucking insane because that will be the largest on field. That will be, first of all, that will be the largest suspension that will be um, upheld for an on-field incident in, in, in NFL history. And I just don't believe he should get that. Do I believe he should get suspended harshly? Yes. But I think the proper response will be four games. Yes, he got kicked out the game because there is a rule in place for if a, a, a player on a, on a football field uses a helmet as a weapon. There is a rule for that. The rule is the person, it's a 15-yard penalty, um, a loss of a down, and then it's automatic disqualification. So the rule was enforced right there. Yes, the game was out of hand. It was eight seconds left. But still, he got disqualified from the game. Um, it was a 15-yard penalty. You see what I'm saying? That 15 yards, if it was a close enough game, could have cost the Browns. But because it didn't, it didn't really affect it. And yes, he's going to be suspended. But he should not be suspended for six games. He should be suspended for four games like if he did, like he was a, like he, like a PED violation. He should not be suspended six games. I know the optics look bad, but let's keep it real. Mason Rudolph was the aggressor the whole time. When he got sent to the floor, you could have not have appreciated the extra juice that you got. But the, also at the same time, because you didn't appreciate the extra hit that, you, that was laid on you then you start the fight all right cool so you started you trying to rip this nigga um helmet off so the nigga rip your helmet off right there that's one for one we equal at that but then to go ahead and charge miles garrett when two of your linemen is already 
already holding him back. I don't want to hear, oh, he was just barking. He wasn't going to do nothing. No, my nigga. There got to be accountability for the person that was also doing it. Because in every time Miles Garrett, he was the person that was um, receiving the aggression. And he just responded. On the ground, he wasn't trying to pull Mason Rudolph's head off. He wasn't trying to pull Mason Rudolph's helmet off. That was Mason Rudolph doing it to him. So in response, he then um, pulled the helmet off. Same thing in response when, um, just like how it did with when he swung the helmet. He didn't swing the helmet just because Mason Rudolph was dumb. Oh, no, that nigga came charging at him. Now, am I saying those actions that Miles Garrett did? Like I said earlier, I'm not saying that it was acceptable. So please don't get... Please don't get me wrong. It's not acceptable. But also at the same time, I feel like there got to be some accountability in the media, some accountability in the press for every individual player that acted. Because if Mason Rudolph did not charge at Miles Garrett, then Miles Garrett wouldn't have swung. Do not tell me, oh, Miles Garrett shouldn't have done it regardless. You are right. He shouldn't have done it regardless. But I also don't hear people saying, oh, Mason Rudolph shouldn't have charged at him. No, yeah, I keep saying, oh, well, he's a small quarterback, this, that, and the third. He couldn't do nothing. Who am I supposed to know? You know how many times I've seen in the street a bigger, stronger guy that I'm thinking about to whoop some small nigga ass? Get his shit rock. Size don't matter. So if I'm in the football field and there's a really aggression fire, I mean, you just kind of got into it. And now you're charging at me. Well, I'm thinking you're going to just say, oh, bro, I think you smell good. No, he was coming for intent. He was probably coming to push him. Who knows? And you know what? He got swung on. And then what made me even more sicker just as a fan is that you got you got swung on. The helmet hit you. And then you want to throw your hands up like you the innocent bystander. No, my nigga. If you had that same energy, you trying to rush him. Once you got that helmet. Oh, now it's on. I'm seeing red. I'm trying to light your ass up. Don't throw your hands up looking for the ref to bail you out. Shit pissed me off. And I think I was it was even more egregious people saying that Mason Rudolph should file criminal charges. That is ridiculous, my nigga. That is ridiculous. Albert Hainsworth once stomped on somebody's face on the NFL field and made him get 30 stitches and nobody said that he should have um, um, charged with assault. So now all of a sudden, and then don't hit me with the, oh, if this, if that. I don't care, my nigga. I don't care. If he would have got his shit leaked open, then you know what? We would have dealt with it when he got his shit leaked open. But it didn't. So we living in the moment of it didn't, man. Stop trying to put this hypothetical so it can fit your agenda of trying to lock this man up. Stop that. That's irresponsible. Niggas need to stop. Now I'm not going to be one to support that. Mason Rudolph need to get suspended. One game. Miles Garrett, four games. Mike Pouncey, two games. Very easy. The nigga that pushed Mason Rudolph, one game. Everybody else that stepped on from the sideline to the field, yeah, all getting suspended. That's it. It shouldn't even be that hard. It shouldn't even be this national thing. It's leading the morning news and other shit. Come on. And that's the thing, because the reaction, because the NFL got bad press and the NFL this, y'all gonna try to make it seem like yo, y'all about to come down with the iron hammer when y'all don't need to right now. Miles Garrett should get four games. Mason Rudolph a game. Mike Pouncey two games. That's it. Everybody else. Oh, and then the dude that pushed Mason Rudolph in the back, he should get one one game as well. I'm just forgetting his name. And then everybody else that went from the sideline to the field all get heavy fines. I feel like that's it. That is simple. Stop trying to assassinate. Trying to stop trying to assassinate people's characters because Miles Garrett never had an on-field incident like this. This was his first time. Like he said, he lost his cool. I'm not saying that it is right, like I keep saying, but because this is also his first offense and something like this, I should just give him four games. Six games is very excessive. And that's all I needed to say on that because I couldn't. That was just... I could not i woke up today and too many people was trying to say y'all should throw him in jail and that man do not belong in jail and i get very sick that y'all say this shit i'm and then y'all want to bring it to oh what happened if this was in the street it wasn't in the street so stop we we, can we stop with the hypothetical can we stop we live in it don't make this like oh well it could have been worse well it wasn't worse you understand? So that's it. And i'm leaving that conversation alone because i don't even want to get upset that was just my disdain for it Onto a happier note, while I was watching the Thursday night football game before that fiasco came out, something just kind of, you know, 
And it wasn't even before I was really watching that game. Because at first, I was watching. And let me give my shout-out to my squad. The Knicks beat the Mavs. KP sucks. A-K-P sucks. A-K-P sucks. A-K-P sucks. Hey, the Knicks did it again, my nigga. We just beat them early in the week. We beat them again on last night, Thursday night. And this is what we fucking do, my nigga. I don't care. And this is and this is what people got to understand as a Knicks fan, right? I know we're not going to win any, a lot of games. So that don't care about me. I'm fine. You know how many times in my life? Just last year, these niggas won 17 games. I'm fine with that. You understand? It's the fact that you was happy to leave the Knicks, KP. As soon as you got traded, you're going to make a gift, you dapping up Luka Doncic. Oh, so you wanted to seem like it was us, like we the issue, which we are. But still, you don't do it in public. You do it in private. As soon as you embarrass family in, in front of people, that's your issue. And that's what you did as us to us Knicks fans. You try to make it seem like it was all us bad and we terrible. So we felt some type of way, and you knew we was going to come serve it. And when we was in Dallas, I was like, oh, I hope we get this W, but I don't mind. We're going to play him again in Madison Square. But you know what happened early in the week? We got the W in Dallas. And I'm like, oh, KP, you tight. And I was happy because like, even if we lose at, at home, we already beat KP once. That's fine. He's going to get booed. What the hell happened? It was the best thing a Knicks fan could fucking do. Well, fucking see. So we see a close game. Luka Doncic goes off. KP has a putback slam to end the third quarter. It's all tied 87-87 entering the fourth. And I'm like, oh my God, you better not let KP go off in the fourth to him for him to seal this victory. I'm going to be extra sick. But you know what actually happens? He do what he usually do or what he used to do in the Knicks and now he's doing it on the Mavs. He went Ghostbusters on us. He went ghost on the fourth quarter. He wasn't even effective. And then on top of it, Marcus Morris hit the game winning three. Let's go. Let's go. It's a wrap. We swept you. I don't want to hear nothing. I don't want to hear nothing. If everybody else, I don't care if y'all try to make jokes about my squad. If we only win 17 games again this year, I don't care. We are 2-0 against the Mavs. We swept KP. That's it. That's it. So when I, so we was receiving all that good news. I'm watching all that good news during the middle of that game. What happened? Melo's back. Melo's fucking back. He signed the deal with Portland. Non-guaranteed. But who gives a fuck? Melo is back. Let's go. Melo is free. Free. Melo happened, man. That's what I'm talking about. Melo is free. He's going to be joining Portland. He's going to be with Dame. He's going to be with CJ. You understand? They kind of... I don't. I, I think I was watching Portland the other day. I was looking like they have them. Um, they lacking scoring from the wings. So it's like, come on now. I think their rook just got hurt or second year. Nick Collins, he was a power forward that they was relying on. He just got hurt. Melo been out of the league after a bum-ass stint in Houston. Only gave him 10 games because they believe in analytics before people. So come on. I know Melo still got it. If Melo got to come off the bench, then hopefully he accepts the role of coming off the bench. If they start Melo, then they start Melo. But you know what? I'm just happy Melo's back. For all the New York fans, not even New York fans, man, because I've been a fan of Melo when he won that national championship in Syracuse. Ask my mama if you don't believe me. Now, many times I asked her for braids so I can look like Melo, she said my head too big. But I've been a fan of Melo since 03. When he came in a rookie draft, you know how upset I was that fucking Detroit? Until this day, Melo will go down differently in NBA history if Detroit would have picked him instead of Darko Milicek. But no, you know what happened? They picked Darko too. So Melo went three to the Nuggets. He went out west and we know his career. Melo is a god. Melo's going to be a future Hall of Famer, three-time Olympian, scorey champion. You understand? He did so much shit in his history. He provided so many great moments. He was a, he's the last superstar 
thought I'd ever say, I'm going to accept the challenge of New York and I'm going to fight with it. Now, did he succeed? No. But during that year, we went to the playoffs a couple times. I've never seen that in my lifetime growing up as a Knicks fan. We made it out the first round. We beat the Celtics. So, like, come on, Mo. Melo always going to have my respect. Melo's always going to have my love. No Melo slander shall prosper. I say that all the time. Yo, Tay, you better chill in the group with that Melo slander. I'm telling you, bro, you got to chill. Everybody know that. Mello was never, you never gonna hear me speak one bad word about Mello. I'm gonna keep it real. Say he could have did something this or could have did something that. But I'm never gonna speak bad about Mello. Uh-uh. He's my favorite. He's my favorite player of all time, to be honest. And before Mello, it was Tim Duncan. But Tim Duncan's a big growing up. I was a big, so I thought I was gonna be big. And you know, just, or not, I am big. And if I need to pause any of those bigs, you know what? Hey, I go pause. But I thought I was going to be a big man in the NBA. My growth spurt never happened. But growing up, when you talk, everybody say, oh, go down low. You don't need to learn the fundamentals of basketball because you're a big man. Just stay in the post. So my, I, wanted, I grew up idolizing Tim Duncan. He's still one of my favorite players of all time. But I remember that rookie class, that 03 class that changed the world. Everybody was LeBron, LeBron, LeBron. And I'm giving it to LeBron because he did live up to being one of the greatest players, if not the greatest player of all time. But Melo was right there when Melo was a walking bucket there was a period of time but if i had to get one bucket on the face of the planet and if not if it was a miss or whatever then the earth was gonna die or something i was always gonna choose mellow before kd became what kd is but mellow was a walking bucket mellow was a hall of famer and we about to put some respect on mellow name and hopefully now with this pickup the blazers can start winning some games because right now they're on the outside looking in after 10 but i still think it's a good enough time and hopefully they don't give them no 10 game tryout period like the rockets did no give them up until the all-star break if y'all don't think it's working y'all can cut them at all-star break but give them until the all-star break my nigga see how he fits in give him some time give him get his body used to the nba game because even though he played in open gyms that do not mean the same as the same NBA speed, NBA physicality. So hopefully everything goes well with my guy Melo. I'm happy for him. I couldn't be more happier. And this is just great. This is great news, my nigga. Like, think about it. Somebody said it the other day. What? Cat about to get a job. Melo about to get a job. You understand? Like, this is amazing, man. Hopefully we can get Jamal Crawford back in the A because the NBA always needs Jamal Crawford. He's another walking bucket. If the Knicks is listening, pick up Jamal Crawford. But just still, man, that was just great. I'm happy for Melo. I'm happy for everything. I'm happy that all the blackballing that he was going through, that teams were saying that he didn't want to pick him up. And they, they the negative, the negative stereotypes and just the negativity that they was putting on my mans. I wasn't feeling. So the fact he's back in the league is good. This made a good Friday. A nigga got paid today. So you know what that mean? I'm about to find the friendly neighborhood mm, and about to go see about some oregano. So I'm about to peace out. I'm not even giving y'all the outro because y'all just heard the outro. Peace out. Thank y'all for listening again. I'll catch y'all next week. Peace.